It is time, and boy, does it feel good to be on top. Your Green Bay Packers are the number one seed, and we are here to cover all of that. And this week's matchup against those kitties from the Motor City, the Detroit Lions. But first, as always, because we do need to grow this thing, we appreciate your love and support, but make sure you can listen to the audio-only version of this very show, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can get the live stream and enjoy us there on Facebook, where we also have other content, and our YouTube page. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and that like button below. However, speaking of the YouTube, you all the YouTube channel and the network and all that, we got some announcements coming, and we're going to start with one. This one, this just happens to be, so I've been doing Big L's Big Five, but we've realized here, the three of us, hey, it, if people are looking for gambling content, they're not going to type in any of Big Al's Big Five. Those aren't the terms and the algorithm and the computers. Look, I'm 26 years old. I feel like an 80-year-old man sometimes with this tech. So it is now going to be called the Lockdown Corner Gambling Show. So it will still be a part of this network, but we're just going to, it's going to expand a little bit. It's not just going to be the five best bets, which are now going to also be called the Battle Bets. So same construct, but we're going to play with that a little bit, see how that goes. And we have some other stuff coming in the future that we are working on. Nothing settled, so we can't announce it yet. But there's stuff coming to be excited about. Speaking of being excited, Green Bay gets the one seed. It is finally done. This week, no stress. I mean, it's just a wonderful time in Green Bay to be a Packer fan. But actually, I went out of order here. I'm excited to talk about all of that in the future. But, you know, we got to do a little news first before we get into all of that. So let's go into this week's news and know it. News and notes from the league. All right, so let's start outside of Green Bay. It's something we should talk about, although I'm really quite sick of hearing about it. Uh, Antonio Brown. If you haven't heard by now, you must be living under a rock because it's all that's been discussed on any sort of... Actually, even not just sports news, news. Like, it's a huge deal. Antonio Brown, halfway through the Jets game, came out at halftime, Antonio Brown took the field, claims his side of the story is that he is injured, and Bruce Arians was trying to force him to play. He said, Coach, I can't. And Bruce Arians said, well, then get the bleep out of here. And... Then he did. Took his pads off. He walked out shirtless. And okay. Bruce Arians came out today. Said that Brown had made comments that he wasn't getting the ball. And he was upset about that. Look. Whoever you believe. The Arians thing to me. My opinion. The Arians piece of this. Doesn't quite line up with everything else going on. But yet it's really hard to believe Antonio Brown after all of his stuff. So I don't really have an opinion on this story other than I think this is going to get really messy really quickly. And it already is. Antonio Brown is releasing text messages and screenshots today. So it's going to get ugly before it gets better. So Dustin, I mean, what's your opinion on the whole thing? Because to me, 
it's hard to make fun of the guy because we don't know if it's a mental thing or if he was just frustrated or nobody knows. But to call it strictly mental illness, I think, is irresponsible because I think there's some more drama going on behind the scenes. Yeah, there's there's so much to this right now. And now, like you said, we have no idea like what's true, what is in this point. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to really speculate too much and, you know, what I believe. But just besides you have the facts, obviously, we read the text and it sounded like he did inform Arians that he was hurt. Like, you know, he did. He did inform him. So, I mean, you know, it's not like Arians didn't know he wasn't hurt. And he wasn't trying to get rehab. You know, that's where, like, you know, what was truly said on the field. We don't we don't know. And I mean, there's no denying that Brown's got some serious issues, whether it's you know, first stage CTE, whether he just got mental issues in general, anxiety, whatever the case may be, you know, I think at this point, just my, this is now I'll say my opinion on it. I think Brown should just step away from the game for a while and just figure out his life. Cause I mean, obviously he's got other accusations against him. He's got other stuff going on. I think he needs to just step away and just kind of reevaluate his life and what he wants to do. Cause obviously there's nothing's going good right now with that. It's just, it's like you said, it's messy. No, and the thing, I mean, not that everyone ever feels bad for Tom Brady, but in this instance, yeah, I kind of feel for Tom Brady. This was his guy. He backed him at every turn, and he still got stabbed in the back. Commenter from YouTube, Connor Walsh, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, he asked, does he land on another team? I, th- I, th- You know what? This, uh, this that's, league. That's an interesting question. You know, this is the thing. In the NFL, second chances, it depends on what the crime is. So if the crime is indeed he quit on his team, then no, he's done. But if it is the injury thing, which I don't know if you saw the picture he tweeted out or put on Instagram or whatever social media, his ankle is huge. Like he clearly has something wrong with it. So if it comes out that he is actually telling the truth, in this whole he said, she said, then yes, I think he does land on another team. Obviously, he's done for this year. He needs surgery. He's done whatever. But, I mean, I, if, I it's hard because I don't know if there was extra behind the scenes going on that this just all came to a head with this specific instance, which wouldn't shock me. But I guess, Dustin, do you see him landing another gig? Because I see a, I see a, I see a world where yes. Yeah, like you said, I, I mean, I, there's not much to elaborate besides what you said. I think it depends this how this ends, really. I mean, obviously, he's no he's not going to be on a team this year. There's no question. He's, he's done for the season. Yep. Um, it really depends what comes out of it because, I mean, I think if they're going to realize this guy is just a cancer to every team he gets on, then no, I think teams are kind of fed up with it. I mean, you look at what he did with the Steelers, what he did with the Raiders, Patriots, and now the Buccaneers. I mean, that's four teams where it's four strikes. You know, how many chances are people going to give them until they say, no, you're done, like, just stay out. And then my question is, too, like, obviously with accusations against him right now, allegedly things he, he's done, you know, who knows if he's not going to f- further punishment through law, you know. So I think it's going to really depend what all happens. Uh, I, I mean, it, this is good, as we said before, it's just going to get messier. So as the details come out, maybe we get a clearer picture. but. If his crime is just he was injured, too injured to play, and Arians was just ignorant about it, yeah, he'll be back. But let's – I don't want to talk about that anymore because it's just messy. Let's talk good news. Titletown, USA, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers practice today. 
For the first time on a this is a weird stat. This is the first time Aaron Rodgers has practiced on a Thursday since injuring his toe. So that that's a good sign. I think and after the game against Minnesota, he said it's the best it's ever felt since the injury. Awesome. All good news because as of right now, your goal is to get happy and healthy <coughs> in the next two weeks. And look, this game against Detroit means nothing. We'll get into that in a little bit. But the fact that he's out there is good a good sign. Speaking of practice, David Bakhtiari practiced Wednesday. Did not practice today, but Matt LaFleur said that that was the plan. So he was going to be off today. Get He's going to do some strength and conditioning, all that fun stuff. Then tomorrow, go back at it. Now, we still do not know if he will play Sunday. He will be a game-time decision. They want to see how he looks tomorrow. So tomorrow is a very key day if you're hoping to see David Bakhtiari back on Sunday. Speaking of Sunday, the other bit of news, Green Bay is planning to play their starters. For how long, we do not know. But it looks like they're going to play. It's going to be They're going to set it up like a preseason game. It's probably going to be very vanilla. They don't care. They have nothing to play for. They don't care at all. So you expect to see a lot of Jordan Love, a lot of Malik Taylor, Jawan Winfrey, guys like that. So I'm I'm torn. Dustin, where do you stand on the letting players play in a relatively meaningless game? Yeah, so I'll get to that in a second, but I just want to point out, I saw some on Instagram today saying about Zadarius Smith. The team came out and said they were hopeful. They said he's rehabbing, he's starting to get back in those, so they said they're hopeful he's back for the playoffs. So that's also obviously great news. I mean, we can only hope for the best with that. Yes. Who knows how he is. Obviously, Bach, we're probably for sure going to have him for the playoffs, so that's fantastic. Things are looking good for that. But as far as players playing this game, I'm definitely not against it. I think it's good. To keep them in it because I mean, if you rest them this next week, I mean, it's two full weeks until you know they're finally in game action. And I think they should at least play them for maybe a half or a quarter or something, let them just kind of keep in the motions, just still playing rather than just having them go cold turkey and not doing anything for two weeks. Because I mean, I know even when we took our bye week in, in college, we take one bye week, so we're having a whole less week than they're gonna have if they rest them. And I know it was hard for us to get back into it, so I couldn't imagine what it's like in the NFL. I'm right there with you. I don't mind them playing. I think be careful. That Obviously, they're always careful. No one wants to be injured. So I, if it's me, look, I've watched a lot of sports. I remember in 2008 in baseball, the Cubs were a 100-win team. They were awesome. Now, they ended up not winning, and they got I think they got swept in the first round that year. But they didn't play their guys for like a week. They rested. It was like watching the minor league. Cubs play and it was awful. If you remember a few years ago, Packers got a bye. They sat all their guys. I don't remember what year. I think it was one of the Giants years where they came to Lambeau and took us out in the first round or something close to it, second round maybe. But regardless, we rested our guys not having to play for anything and we looked flat. It was rough. So I think to get them in, Detroit's physical. This is the other thing that scares me. Detroit is playing physical. They may have a 2-14 and 14 record. They are not a 2-14 and 14 team. They are relatively good. I mean, they're 2-14, so at some point your record is what you are. I mean, that's just the reality of football. But I do think that if they play for a quarter, get a couple drives under their belt, cool. Get out of there. We'll see you in two weeks. 
But to sit and not play for two weeks, well, basically three, I don't think they can afford to do that. I've seen it too many times in professional sports where you sit, guys, and then you are totally out of rhythm. You have no rhythm, no chemistry. It's all gone. You have to rebuild yourself back up. And this team already starts slow. Do you really want to give them three weeks off and then have rust a rust factor on top of it? I sure as hell don't. So I, I would let them play for a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, but even a quarter and a half is a lot. Plus, I do think it's important. We've been talking on the show for weeks now. I think it's important for guys like Alexander, Bakhtiari, Zadarius Smith. It's important for these guys to see game action. I mean, whether it be against Detroit in a meaningless game for both sides or preseason or what have you, just to get those reps under your belt. Because now, granted, David Bakhtiari at 60% is still better left tackle than most in the NFL. But your offensive line has been really cohesive lately. There's no need to break up the band. So if he's not ready, Josh Neijman will be okay. I, I do think he can handle his own. So I don't mind them playing and getting the reps in before they have to basically sit for two weeks. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely right there with you. I think, you know, if we can get some of these guys coming off of injury to just get a couple of reps, like you said, quarter, quarter and a half, I mean, I think that's really the best move. I mean, like we said, this is a meaningless game for us. So, like, there's no point in the playing farther than we really have to. And plus, it'd be good to get, you know, Jordan Love some more snaps, you know, because we don't yep. we don't know what Rodgers going to do after this season. So, I mean, it's it's better to get him some snaps, get some of the second guys going, just, you know, get in the feel of it. And, I mean, obviously, again, like we said, this is a meaningless game. So, don't risk anything. Yeah. You know, say, and, say we get into this game and someone doesn't feel right, just, you know, sit them. There's no point. No. I, if – Someone gets banged up or it's like, ooh, that didn't feel right. It's fine. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. But to have, you know, those reps under your belt, I think is going to be huge. All right. So we've talked enough practice talk. Let's talk about the game that clinched the one seed in this week. What just happened? Time to roll back the tape. Here's this week's Game Rewind. All I want to know if you got your popcorn ready. All right, so they get the one seed. They beat Minnesota at home, something they had to do, and they did in thrilling fashion. They beat the snot out of their rivals. All good things. Unfortunately, with Kirk Cousins not playing, it does dilute a little bit the significance and the momentum they could have built for the playoffs. It does take that down just a notch, but to beat your division rival at home, Get the one seed. Now you're at home for the next potentially. Well, technically they bought themselves a playoff win, not having to play week one. So they potentially give themselves two home playoff games before they would have to go to L.A. for a Super Bowl if they end up making it that far. Look, and I'll get your thoughts in a second. My takeaway from this game is that there wasn't much to take away. If anything, the defense showed up. like a backup quarterback. They looked good. They were flying around. This is what they had to do. If anything, this was a momentum game. This week and last week are momentum games. Get yourself ready. Work on some stuff. Clean some stuff up against some weaker opponents. And be ready to roll come mid-January. The 22nd or 23rd, we'll find out in a little bit. Or we'll find out after this round, two rounds of games. This bye week is throwing me all off in the 18 weeks. It's too, it's too much. Just let, let's just get to the playoffs already. It's, it's too much. Anyway, just build some momentum. 
that's really all I'm looking for this week. I don't care if they win or lose. Have, have your starters look good, and then let's go from there. Yeah, before I comment on that, can we talk about – I know our commenter said this about Hub giving uh, him a statue at Lambeau. We didn't t- we didn't we didn't touch about that one at all. I mean, it's not much to talk about, but we should touch on it just just a sec here. All right, I, I suppose. So, if you haven't heard, I don't even know how to say his name. Hub, hubby, the HA. I don't know how to say his name. Arkesh, Arkesh, Ar- I'm gonna say Arkesh? Arkesh. Sure, this guy works for Pro Football, or I, I don't even know what. Here's the deal. So I don't Chicago. Know. I think it's Chicago sports. I think he's a. I think he's a media guy. I know he's based in Chicago. I don't know who this person is, which made the Rodgers dig that much greater. But if you haven't heard, this guy, professional writer, said he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers because he's a jerk and blah, blah, blah. Basically personal reasons, not anything related to football. Okay, great. Whatever. No one cares. No one knows who this person is. Well, the Rodgers came out yesterday after hearing all of this and just based – he was asked about it in an interview. (laughs) And he said – He's a bum. He doesn't know me. He's a bum. First of all, the fact that it's 2022 and we're still calling people bums just tickles me. It is just so funny. And, I mean, sure, please, I, Chicago writer, of all places in the country, you really want to pull on Superman's cape? As I sure as hell wouldn't. Let's go get that ring. Yeah, make him mad. Make him want to prove something. Because, I mean, what at this point, what does he have to prove to anybody? Make him prove something. Let, let's go. Tug on his cape. Let's see what happens. That's where I'm at with this whole thing. Yeah. I When I saw it, I just laughed. And then first of all, I'm like, who? <laughs> who is this guy? I said the same reaction. I'm like, who, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, he's a nobody. Like, we, no one knows who this guy is. And that's why I'm like, why is he making these comments about him when no one knows who you are? Like, mm-hmm. why are you assuming that you as an MVP voter, like, we should care about your opinion, first of all. And then second of all, like, why? Like, why would you even say that? Like, you're a little like you said. You're asking him to get pissed off and just prove you wrong. Like that's what yeah. you're asking for. Yeah, and here's the other thing too. Can we all just kind of agree that the that the whole award conversation is actually stupid? I know we're a sports thing and we try and create content, but Dustin, riddle me this off the top of your head. Do you know who won MVP last year? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that was a bad example. Okay, two years ago. Uh. No. That's <laughs> the point. If it's not your guy, you don't care. Like, t- the Tom Brady fans or the Tampa fans, I mean, do they really care about the conversation? No. Do Joe Burrow's fans, maybe, because he's made a late run here, and there's a lot of Joe Burrow buzz right now. <laughs> but, I mean, does anyone really care? Not really. Like, in the NBA – if if I you're okay, you're a moderate basketball fan. You follow it, but not super close. Who won the MVP in the NBA last year? Uh, Jokic or the Joker? His wow, that, I was actually shocked. I thought for sure. Well, I suppose you had a stake in Giannis because you're a Bucks fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe I'm just making a bad. Sorry, I have, I have good knowledge in many sports. I do. <laughs> sorry, I'm. I can't agree with you here. I care about some of that stuff until the next year, and then I forget because you know that's just who I am. I forget about. But that—that's my point. We're all going to sit and stress, and oh, he said what? We're all going to sit and stress over this thing, and at the end of the day, who cares? Because the only thing fans care about is a ring on their finger. They don't necessarily care. Oh, cool, you won MVP. It's like in baseball when A. Rod won the MVP, 
and the team was I think it was for Texas, and they were the worst in the league. Cool, you won an MVP. It doesn't mean anything. Like that, you know what? You know what I'm trying to say. I played yeah. that up terribly because no, I didn't. I get, I get your point. Yeah, because like really, what does it matter if you don't win the Super Bowl or the you right. know NBA Finals or the World Series? Like, who cares at the end of the day? Like, who cares? Like, if if you didn't get that ultimate trophy, like that is pretty much meaningless. Yeah. I, it's a team sport. Like, okay, cool. You had a great season. Here's something to remember that. But fans are only going to remember the ring. They don't really necessarily care about some guy. I mean, I can't – I totally forgot about the Jokic MVP until someone – I heard on a podcast today. Truthfully, I forgot Rodgers won the MVP last year. That feels like forever ago. This season won't ever end. It won't die. But anyway – so back to the game. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So I had that. We had to tickle that up because I feel like that was a funny moment in sports for the year. Right. Because it was just like when I read it, it was so bizarre. I'm like, why? Like, just why? No, you're right. I have my little outline on my second screen here. I didn't even put it in there. It was so minimal to me. I didn't even put it in the show outline for today. I just whatever. But thank you for bringing it up because it, it's, it's important conversation. Well, yeah, fun, fun little topic. But anyways, I'll go to the game. Like you said. um, there's just yeah, there's not really much to say. It was tough because they they put in Sean Mannion. Is that his name correct? Mannion? Chris Collinsworth's favorite. Yeah, Collinsworth's favorite. But like <laughs> I mean this like I'll talk about the Vikings for a quick here. Why do they not put in Calamond? And like Zeroman's fired after this year after his comments, like I see him every day. Like, why the hell did you draft him then if you weren't gonna freaking play him? Like, what the hell's the point? I mean it's like, a fair I am like, why would you pick up a dude that has maybe seven starts and 350 yards total in his career after, like, 12 years not to start your rookie quarterback with promise? Like, I don't I don't get it. Fair enough. I would I would say look at Green Bay's situation last year with Jordan Love and Tim Boyle. Why was Tim Boyle on the roster? At any, I, Actually, they cut him, didn't they? I don't really remember the Tim Boyle. He, I, he was on this whole season because I remember in the offseason when he got signed to Detroit. Oh, you're right. But he was he was on the full season, but like you're right. I it, that's a different situation because like I get that was like a developing year for Roger for not Rogers but Love, but like with Kellen like you Mon. have you have like no quarterback like you like you have a 34 year old throwing the ball like you might as well give him a shot and say okay he wasn't as good as we thought so what? I, the only thing I can and while I'm just playing devil's advocate, I agree with you. I play the young kid, but I'm always an advocate for play the young kid. They were playing for their season. So, obviously, they saw something in practice where they were like, oh, yeah, this kid is not ready. He is too raw. You know, if Rodgers got hurt or was out with COVID or something and Jordan Love had to save the season or, you know, you could pick up Case Keenum or, you know, somewhere in the Sean Mannion realm. I can see it where it's like, oh, well, let's trust the veteran that actually has played versus a rookie who's coming into Lambeau, which is already hostile for the Vikings. I, I get it. I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. But playing for your season, I can also understand with they what they were thinking, too. Well, and then my, my rebuttal to that is, like, they were going to win that game through Dalvin Cook in the running game, which that's one thing I'll say about I took out of the game is how good our run defense was that game. It seemed like when he did get outside the numbers, it was – three yards, I mean, which Dalvin Cook getting outside the numbers is scary to think about, like him getting out and getting in space, which him to get four yards outside the tackle box with space in, that's that's really good. 
I mean, they, I saw multiple plays where he's getting outside in space and linebackers are just boom right there to cut him down. Chris Barnes was awesome. Oh, he needs to play. He does with Campbell. Him and Campbell in the middle, that's deadly. And that's why, I, like, I mean, I, I obviously Campbell's very good. But, like, why hasn't Chris Barnes played more? He Like, last year he played phenomenal. Like, he was very good developing linebacker, and he's young. I think at one point he was hurt or gone for a while. Yeah, he, he had a club on his hand. He played the whole preseason or uh, playoffs with a club. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. He flies around, him and Campbell up the middle. Look. Since we started this almost a year ago today, we're closing in on our one year anniversary. But I have been saying I wish Green Bay would just get a linebacker who was a thumper and would just fly around the field. He's it, Chris Barnes. I mean, Chris Barnes isn't Patrick Willis. Let's not go crazy. No, he's not. Who is speeding can make tackles. He's he's potentially an all pro player if you let him develop more. He's potentially he has that potential. You can see it. Like when you when you let him go, I mean, like when you can see it. So like, granted, oh, like, I see I see the game different more than a lot of people. Okay, that's, well, that's you like you play it. Like when you play the game so much, you see potential when you know, it. like you know potential when you see it. And he has that type of potential where I mean, there's a play that actually Connor, the guy in the comments, said, he showed me Chris Barnes just light up a left left guard, just lit him up, just put him on the ground, and made the tackle. I mean, that's all pro play right there. Like, yeah. that's what you see out of all pro players is just lighting a lineman up, saying, I'm going straight through you, I'm making tackle. I mean. And, well, like, that, again, like, me as a fellow lineman, like, seeing that, like, if that guy's coming up field and he sees him, like, I'm not going to go straight at you next time. Like, I'm going to try to take the route. More than likely, you're going to get beat. Fair enough. Uh, you know, all pro to someone who, more much like the regular public, doesn't necessarily understand what I'm watching. Sure. And, like, you know, again. Is he gonna get? Is he gonna you know fulfill that level? Maybe, maybe not. But that's the point of like you know you can see the progression happening. And think of where he was like two years ago to now. Like he's night and day better. And just oh. think if they would play him more because he didn't get to play it regardless right now because of Campbell, what, which understandable. He's what I wished Oren Burks would be. Yeah. Truthfully, I, I I'm not I'm not even looking for an all pro. If you're an all pro, fantastic. I'm not even looking for that. Just someone to swarm – actually, that whole defense, not just linebacker, swarm the ball, which they did a really nice job of on Sunday night. But, again, no Adam Thielen, no Kirk Cousins. I And, I mean, Justin Jefferson, you could just see the look on his face of just like, really, this is the guy that's throwing to me? Like, I feel bad for that guy. But, I mean, yeah, and look, I'll say it again. It's a momentum game. Build momentum for the games that really matter. And, yes, last week mattered. But let's be honest, Packers are in the playoffs. Well, they got the one seed. Yes, the one seed this year feels like it's going to be monumental. So I'm glad they got it. But as Aaron Rodgers said, or you're hosting the bleeping Green Bay Packers, like it's a big deal to be in the playoffs at all. This team's good enough to win on the road or at home. But they get the luxury of at home. So looking ahead, I know we kind of touched on this already. Is there anything you're looking for specifically other than reps? A lot of Jordan Love. Is there anything Jordan Love related that you're looking for this week? Uh, I mean, just throw, throw the ball to the open guy, you know, just make, make the simple passes. I mean, that's, that's really what you like seeing out of like, you know, I don't go into detail a lot about what I see. This is newsflash. So what you could potentially see in the future is some more analysis out of me. What? Yeah. Who what? what? Anyways, who said that <laughs> more analysis? Like, you know, when, when I break down plays, you know, you kind of look at the little stuff, especially with quarterbacks, quarterbacks is like, totally different than any other position. Like they have so much going on, the reading defenses, you know, and obviously like, you know, there's, you know, there's two plays at once pretty much where, you know, you have 
an option play where you know you're you're reading the end, but you're still looking at the looking at the receiver, making sure he's open. And like Adams, like usually those are designed runs that he pulls and just quickly flips. Like those are designed runs usually. And like that's where like you want to see Jordan Love do that kind of things. Like you know he's he's reading and also he sees oh at like Adams or Valdez Scantling is wide open in the flats here. I'm gonna dump it off. Let him get five yards. You know, just seeing him make those little reads, make the right reads, and that goes a long way for a young quarterback. I noticed on Sunday, because Love got into the game through a little bit. Obviously, it was just like a drive or two and then took some knees. It wasn't anything crazy. But I noticed, and again, this is someone who I don't really understand what I'm watching. I love to watch it. I just don't really understand all of the nuance of it. But I really noticed when his footwork, when he has time, to drop back, set his feet, and go, like, real quick, and he's decisive, you can see it. It's like, oh, okay, this is the guy that they took in the first round. I get it. When he's got to improvise, he's not quite there yet, which is fine. I mean, essentially, he's a rookie. But he, And the encouraging thing is that he's taking all the first-team snaps in practice. Well, was until Rogers' toe healed. But even still, I'm sure he's getting number one reps, which I, is going to be super helpful. But – and we don't have to get into this conversation now. And we actually talked about it a little bit last week. I think Rodgers will be back, so I don't think it's a huge deal necessarily for next year. It could be, but I don't think so quite yet. But I mean, I, I just want to see the Kansas City game's tough. You're in a really, really tough place to play against a defense that was turning it on at the right time in Kansas City. And the offense is a little broken. So you were still in the game, but, I mean, they could have blown them out if they wanted to, but our defense was incredible that game. So I just want to see building blocks because the la- the fourth quarter of that Kansas City game, Love looked good. He wasn't great, but he was solid. He moved the ball. They were starting to get a little flow through the touchdown pass late. It was like, oh, okay, I this is something to build off of. So I hope they build off of that on Sunday. Otherwise, I mean, yeah. I, the season's too long. Let's just get to the playoffs. Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah, I I mean, I'll, I'll touch on one last thing about him. You know, obviously we, we talked about it when the Kansas City game happened with, like, Jordan Love, and everyone was like, just hate him. Oh, Jordan Love sucks. Oh, we need to cut him. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, granted, maybe me with Justin Fields, but, like, pump, pump the brakes a little bit. Like, he's he, that was his first start in, against, like, the two seed, the two seed of the AFC. Like, we have to realize it, too. Like, when we were talking about the Chiefs, we acted like they sucked. Obviously, like, it was just an illusion in our head because we thought, you know, compared to what they were doing in the past, they were doing well, which they were. And, you know, you got to think about that. He's playing the number two seed and he almost won the game. Yep. And that's what we have to realize. Like, he kept it competitive. Like, he did his job, which yep. did he do it to what we thought? Like, did he do it to Aaron Rodgers? No. And, like, I know I haven't mentioned this, but there's a podcast I watch where he breaks on quarterback play and he talks about it's called Strong Sports, or, yeah, strong sports Opinions. Check him out if you like break a lot of good analysis in quarterbacks. He breaks out really well. But he talked about how, you know, with without pressure in his face, Jordan Love made the right read, made a good throw. You know, it's just it's just giving him that time, like you said, giving him time to throw the ball. And obviously with improvision, like think about Rogers when he was in the first in the league, he wasn't the best at it. He didn't mm-hmm. want to do it. Look at him now. I think people forget Aaron Rodgers' his first preseason, it looked rough. His first game worth leaving Favre, it looked rough. His first full season as a starter, they went six and ten. Like it takes time, but unfortunately, we live in this world where Mahomes comes in and lights the world on fire. Justin Herbert comes in and lights the world on fire. So we just assume everyone can do that. Trevor Lawrence, I have no idea if he's good. He might just be in a really shitty situation. He might be good. 
truthfully, I was never a big Lawrence guy. I never really got it in college, but he had a good game against Alabama in the national championship. So a lot of people are, oh, this guy. <laughs> like, I get it. Justin Fields, look, I'm not having the Fields debate. I don't know if he's any good. He could be absolutely horrible. I have no idea. Zach Wilson looked really good last week after we all on this show wrote him off saying Zach Wilson was going to be terrible. These young quarterbacks, it takes time. And Connor, commenter Connor, thank you again for chiming in. We are way spoiled. We've had two of the all-time greats. When they leave, look, we got lucky with back-to-back. Do you know how many teams would kill for that? The Jets haven't had a good quarterback since, what, Chad Pennington? The Browns, Baker Mayfield, maybe the best quarterback of the hey, last hey, the Jets had Mark Sanchez, okay, oh, right. the butt fumble. They, Let's not forget, he was okay. He won. Had he got two, them the two AFC Championship games. Come on now, cut him some slack. Okay, so best quarterback since two seasons of Mark Sanchez. But you get my point. Like, once those two are gone, the, those are two Hall of Fame, like, unique players. You're not going to get anything close to that. I, so... And who and you can argue Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time on the field, off the field, as Cub. That's a whole different thing. But on the field, he's the greatest quarterback in my opinion in Green Bay history. Just with all he does, the intelligence, the accuracy, he was making throws against that Minnesota defense that I literally it, sitting on my couch went, "Oh yeah, holy shit!" Yeah, again and, with that with that podcast I watched, he he, he talked with Rodgers. He said, "You know, it's it's crazy to think about." He said, "That's a better way to describe it." You know. Guys, open air Rodgers is different compared to somebody else because he's that good. He can put a ball where he wants to. He said, "Guys, a lot of guys in the NFL, those guys aren't aren't open to him. They're open." Yeah, I, I see a commenter. Thank you for commenting, Aaron. Shout out to you. Uh, don't sleep on Joe Burrow. Yeah, even last year, but Joe Burrow wasn't great. But he also got hurt this year. He was a little banged up, but you notice he's not taking those big hits anymore. He's making more accurate throws. It takes time. Some are quicker than others. And, I mean, we have no idea what Jordan Love is. We have no idea about Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Mac Jones, I think we have kind of an idea of what he can be. But we don't know. He could just be having a good season. Baker Mayfield, his rookie season was awesome. Now, we don't think he's any good, do we? No. So, it, it takes time. And we'll learn eventually. But I guess that's going to wrap it up for our Packer analysis because without Alec here, which prayers to him, he's got some family stuff going on. And he told us, I won't, it's his business. I won't share that on air. So just thoughts and prayers to him because look, we've been there. It sucks. Hang in there to him and his fiance. He'll be back next week uh, when we start ramping up for playoffs. But we gave him off this week. So we're pretty much done with that. So we're going to go to the Bag of Chaos right now, which we have imaging for. Did I lose last week? I don't remember who um, Well, hold on. Let's play the imaging. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's time to tempt fate. Hold up! Here's this week's Bag of Chaos. All right. Did so you here's... change the imaging a little bit? What's that? Did you change the imaging a little bit? No. Oh, I heard the Oh, God. Oh, that's been in there, but it's real quick. So if you're not paying attention, yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I've never – okay. Yeah. So anyway, bag of chaos time. Alec won last week, so he is guaranteed to not have to worry about the YouTube thing because this is the last week of the bag of chaos. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Well, here's the deal. You and I are tied at four and five each. Alex oh, no. So I guess there is a world where we tie and we'll have to figure something out. Oh, boy. But, we got to do a video together now. If we tie, we do the video together and Alex cho- chooses what we do, which is scary to think about. It's really scary. And I don't like that at all. Me neither, uh, but we don't have a choice because we agreed to this. It, that is true. This is my stupid idea, and I'm regretting it now. So anyway, uh, we're both four and five headed into the last week, and with all of the who's sitting, who's playing, all of that nonsense, it's going to be really tough this week. So I'm not looking forward to it. But as all, always, Alec can go first. We'll pick for him. And I know he likes a good rummage, so I'll give him a good rummage. Yeah, let's see. It's, oh, it's a big rummage. Okay. I have a helmet in my hand. Oh, Alec, the Bears. The Bears are playing Minnesota. In Minnesota, they are five-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm going to throw that back for them. I don't like it. That, uh, I, that's a stay away. And now Justin Fields is on the COVID list, so I really don't like it. So, yeah, no, stay away. And who knows how hard Minnesota's going to try, but I just, yeah. No, thank you. All right, I have a helmet. Oh, he upgraded. The Bills, who are still playing for something, which – they and by the way, they scare me. I hope we don't. If we make it to the Super Bowl, I don't want to see the Bills because I know they can't run the ball. But Jesus, Alex, incredible season continues. The Bills are sixteen point favorites at home against the Jets. Ooh. You're Ooh. not going to do much better than that, folks. Ooh. I just uh, and yes, comment here and thank you again for chiming in. We appreciate all your comments. If you're watching, comment Let, in either stream. We love talking with you guys. Uh, yes, I do love a good rummage. Everyone on this show loves a good rummage. Who doesn't love a good rummage? Yeah, who doesn't love a good rummage? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go, Dustin. Your turn. I know you like a good rummage, so I have a helmet. I have one picked. The Cardinals, who are playing for their division. So the Cardinals have something to play for. The Cardinals are seven-point favorites at home against the Seahawks, who, let's face it, have just kind of given up on life. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take them. Seahawks have literally nothing to play for at this point. No, and, uh, I mean, this could be Russell Wilson's last game for the Seahawks. So maybe that's something, win-win for the Gipper thing. But I actually saw a report that he wants to stay now. So we'll see. But, yeah, I'm jealous now because what's going to happen is I'm going to pull. Actually, you know what? If I pulled the Lions, I wouldn't hate it because I feel like they could win this game because if we don't care. Oh, it's worse than that. The Jags. I don't even – it's an automatic throwback, but let's go through the rigmarole of figuring out. The Jags are 15-and-a-half-point dogs at home to Indianapolis. No, thank you. Indianapolis is still playing for something. No, thank you. Well, nothing to do with that poison. All right, so we rummage. Also, betting on Trevor Lawrence at this point. Just, no, stay away. All right, this is it. The last helmet. Oh, the Raiders! Yes, the Chargers. Oh, that's a that's an interesting right. game. Well, they are three point dogs at home. I am stuck with the Raiders. That is going to be a great game. I'll say I'm I'm actually really excited to watch that game. I feel like that's going to be a really good game. I mean, we can definitely talk about that game because I okay. So this is spoiler alert. It's going to be in the lockdown gambling show. But um, let me just say, I have no idea who to take. I, if it was at, not that the Raiders, the Chargers have a giant fan base, but I was like, oh, if they're in L.A., yeah, I'm taking the Chargers. But I kind of like the Chargers more that they're not at home now because I feel like in 
LA, there'd be a lot of Rangers fans, like a crap ton. Not that there won't be in Vegas, but I'm just, I really don't know. I don't know who to bet on. I guess I'd bet Chargers because if there's one way to beat the Raiders, it's through the air. And obviously they have the quarterback to do it. Plus, I really just want to see the Chargers in the playoffs. I don't really see the Raiders get out of here. I want to, the Chargers are fun. I want to see them in the playoffs. The, the Chargers are the most, like, I know we talk about difficult teams to understand, like the Vikings, but they are the most difficult team to understand. Because you look at their personnel and you think, oh, these guys are going to be good. Like, they got the defensive players to do it. They got all, like, the skilled players to do it. Mike Williams, Ken yeah. Allen, Jared Cook, who's still good at 35 years old. I don't know how. And then, obviously, you got Justin Herbert, Eckler. Like, how are, like, how are they not just, like, destroying teams? Just how? I it's a great question. Like they're to me, they're the, like the Vikings for us. Like they're just, they, I don't understand how they are winning games. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I really don't like they're, they're obviously their playoff bristle. They're good, but they're not like, Holy crap. This is a good team. They're always like, eh, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. I, and it's this whole, I mean, the Raiders are confusing to me. The Chargers are confusing to me. The Raiders. I know I made this on the gambling show last week. I made this comparison. They are the Michael Myers of the NFL. Between the Gruden thing, the Henry Ruggs thing, they had another player that was in a, some off-the-field nonsense. I don't remember that whole thing. Yeah, one of their cornerbacks they selected a couple of years ago. Yeah. and But yet, here they are, fighting for a playoff spot. It just You cannot kill them. You can lock them in the basement, light the house on fire. They will always emerge because there's more killing to be done and more money to be made. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point this out right here. And this is if, there, if I had a hot take, if I had a hot take, this will be my take. Are we doing a mini takeoff right now? Sure, we'll no do fun. a little mini takeoff. Why not? Okay. Just for fun. Okay. My, my mini take will be that Derek Carr is the most underrated quarterback in the league, and he's potentially oh, a top five quarterback. Potentially. You I, think I, of the I, guys I, he's working with, he's working with dog shit. Like, he's working with nothing. He's working with Hunter Renfro and then win a healthy Waller, which is almost never. Oh, not this year anyway. I'm right there with you. In fact, I heard a trade rumor with something to the effect of, oh, what if the Packers traded with Vegas? What is going on with your camera? Sorry, I actually have to. I was going to call. I'm sorry. I was trying to cancel it. I actually, sorry. We're good. Okay. Continue. Okay. We're all good. Anywho, um, I forgot my point now. Uh, something a lot. Oh, yeah. So I saw a fake trade back when the Rodgers stuff was prevalent. Like, oh, would the Raiders trade Derek Carr for Aaron Rodgers? If Derek Carr is plan B, I'm okay with that. I think he is so underrated. Oh, he I is. take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, he is definitely underrated. Like, I understand. Like, obviously, since he's such a mediocre team, he's so often overlooked for, like, obviously, Rodgers, Mahomes, all those quarterbacks. And just, like, again, looking at what he's done with just so little is just amazing to me. Like, I mean, granted, you look at Rodgers, obviously, we're – you know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, no doubt, first ballot, obviously. You yeah. know, looking at what he's done with little little talent, obviously we have Adams, but, like, just looking at what he's done, but look what Carr's done with literally nothing, not even Adams. Yeah. Like Hunter Renfro. I mean, we're talking Hunter Renfro is his best receiver. Yeah. I. Hey, no complaints from me. If Derek Carr was my quarterback, he's a good leader. His teammates love him. I mean, and he's darn good at what he does. Mm. I mean – the Colts right now, if the Colts had Derek Carr instead of Carson Wentz, mm. they got to be Super Bowl favorites. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, he's, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know why we're all of a sudden fawning the show that fawns over Derek Carr, but I guess that's where we're at. 
Hey, well, uh, you know, at least we can agree on one quarterback being underrated and good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Hold on. I just want to point out, I admitted my love for Justin Fields is a little too much. <laughs> I just admitted that on this show that I came out and said, hey, you know what? You guys are right. Let's pump the brakes. How often do you hear that in sports media? I, now, to be fair, we played this game last week. I still have stock in Justin Fields. In fact, I still got beachfront property on Justin Fields Island. However, you know, I'm looking around the market, and, you know, if I get a good offer, I'd be willing to sell. That's all I'm saying. You know what? Uh, I think, you know, the first analysis I'll ever break down will be Justin Fields, just for you, Alex. Just for you, I'll break down Justin Fields. Wonderful. When that time comes. So, yeah, folks, we got some exciting stuff coming up. That's going to do it for our mothership, the Lockdown Corner podcast. That will do it for today. Thank you for watching, and thank you to everyone commenting. We got a lot of comments today. We didn't get to all of them, but thank you. We want to interact with you guys. It just creates, well, A, it creates more content for us so we can be lazier, which is always a plus. But also, we like interacting with you guys because you guys think differently than we do. Sometimes we can get tunnel vision. We look at certain things, and that's all we look at, having those outside perspectives to enhance the show. This is a communal thing. It's not just us blabbing into a camera for 40 minutes to an hour. Like, we're just... In fact, comment to Aaron, which, by the way, she want. okay, for those that don't know, this person that commented, Aaron Brault, I, this actually might be my dad in disguise. But anyway, in our Family Fantasy Football League, props to her. She beat she won it, her first ring, her first on her own ring. And let me just say, she does have beachfront property on Deontay Johnson Island because she actually didn't even need him, and he got a touchdown for her anyway. So Deontay Johnson is, was a great pickup for her, which actually, he was my guy. I picked him up in the draft, then traded, but no one wants to hear about fantasy football. I just realized anyone that listens to someone else's fantasy football team, they don't care. So we're going to scratch that. Anyway, <laughs> so congrats to her. Shout out to her for winning this year. Our nice trophy, which you can see right there. It's tall, obnoxious, and all decked out. So she'll be having that in her, well, her living space pretty soon. But anyway, let's just end this here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. We appreciate it. I will be back. I beat my father, Chris, in the battle bets for this week. So he's out. We will have a new guest this week. So make sure you stay tuned to that. You can find that on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there. Follow us on Facebook for live stream and other content. And, you know, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you will find the Lockdown Corner. Yes, Dustin. Sidebar may I approach. You may. Okay. Uh, we forgot to talk about this, but remember the random Packer of the Week last week for Alec and we cut it off? Oh, we you know totally what? forgot I, I, about I, it. Oh, it's here. You're right. So <laughs> last week, if you weren't watching – we do this crazy segment. We get wacky, as we say, and we just name a random Packer that brings a smile to your face. It's one of the dumbest things we do. It's the simplest thing we do. But, yeah, we enjoy it because we can just stroll down memory lane and think of guys that made us smile or that we were mad at or hated or whatever. Well, last week, Alec was trying to give his, and he couldn't think of it, couldn't think of it. So then at the very end, he thought of it and said, oh, I'll give you guys a clue. We want the ball, and we're going to score. Anyone within earshot immediately thought Al Harris. Everybody. So we I went for the joke that it was Al Harris. Boom, hard network out in the live stream. That's it. 
we finish. We're still on the call. <laughs> Alec looks uh, into his camera, into the windows of our souls, and says, it was actually Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, that's random. I'll give him that. But so anyway, he's not here. So Matt Hasselbeck is his random pack of the week. I don't have one. I didn't plan on doing this, so we're not going to do it. But we'll give a shout out to Alec, even though he's not here. It was Matt Hasselbeck. If you recall, he was a backup quarterback for Brett Favre for a while. So, yeah. Totally forgot. I, I did, too. And it was the first thing written on my note sheet here. It was the very first thing. So, but anyway. Okay. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, this game in Detroit goes well. But if they lose, man, so what? We're the one seed. We don't care. Either they were going somewhere and they were hosting the bleep in Green Bay Packers or they're coming to Lambeau Field, which is iconic. And hopefully, we can get the job done this year instead of an NFC title game and all. But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We've got all kinds of time because we got to buy. We can go on vacation if we want. But anyway. <laughs> we got to end this. I keep rambling. Sorry. I just really missed all of you in Lockdown Corner Nation. Anyway, name the Packer. Someone wants us to do Random Packer of the Week. Do you want a quick do one? I am not prepared, but if you would like to do one first, I'll look someone up quick. All right. Let's do it. It's time to get wacky. It's time for Random Packer of the Week. All right, so this one just came to me because, again, I was not prepared. However, I'm also going to go, to go with one of Brett Favre's backup quarterbacks, Mark Brunel, who I knew growing up from the Washington racial slurs. He was the quarterback for there, but, you know, yeah, that's all I got. Mark Brunel. I, I didn't have any analysis prepared. That was it. All right, this was probably one of my favorite names of all time in Packers. Ooh. I don't know why, but it just was. Ricky Jean Francois. Yes. <laughs> now we're talking. They put that him dude, so if you weren't aware, he was a D tackle back in 2017 for the Packers. That he was the most mediocre player I've ever seen in my life, but I loved his name. Oh, I was so hyped when they got him. Oh, you know what? This is the first week we've had guests or commenters play along with us. Mossy Cade. Fun, just I don't know who that is, but sure, I'll take your word for it. This one actually crossed my mind thinking about the show today. If we were going to do one, Javon Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had so much stock. I still have like a share of Javon Walker stock. I don't know if he could still do it, I don't know where he is now, but I was all in on Javon Walker. Hello, oh, hear me. Sorry, yeah, it's okay. Let's just end this. We've been going on too long, it's almost an hour. Jesus, my voice is giving off. Okay, thank you for listening. Tune into the YouTube channel for the gambling show on this weekend. We got other stuff coming for you. But for now, we say adios. Enjoy the game against Detroit. And as always, go